0: yo what's up
1: Ben hello are we doing yo's now is that the new I just felt it okay how you doing I'm, I'm doing I'm doing well um, I, I, I had a, a great productive day today um, which <laughs> is the, well I, I I think the every other episode you've asked me how I am and I was like tired so I just wanted to say something different you feel upbeat th- this time
0: yeah I am feeling upbeat I'm feeling good I feel upbeat, too probably just because I've drank so much coffee today but Um, So what are we talking about today?
1: Uh, We're talking about our favorite movies that are on Netflix. Okay. Um, Because I think that it's a good, I I think it's a good topic because it's like stuff that is really like easily available for people to watch
0: and stuff. Plus with like breaks and stuff coming up. I agree with you. Yeah. It's Thanksgiving is coming right around the corner. So everybody's going to be home with the family. Probably just like huddled up by the fire watching movies. That's what I'm going to do. And actually like Netflix has a really good selection right now. As (laughs) I was like, looking back in the last couple of days normally i always like complain about what they have and they never have what, like what i want them to have mm-hmm. and i guess that's just me being selfish but right now they have a lot of good stuff
1: yeah there's the i mean my my list itself has a bunch of like stuff that tons of stuff that people have told me to watch and then i keep finding a bunch of stuff that like the what your really list like, like your the like the stuff that i need to still watch there's a ton of stuff on there that like i i still need to get to so well, there's, there's a whole bunch of really
0: good stuff. crank them out before they're off because they, yeah. they leave quickly. No, no. Um, well, you want to start off with, like, okay. which um, one? Well, the one that I was most excited to talk about um, was Spotlight.
1: Um, Best Picture winner Spotlight, directed by Tom McCarthy, uh, starring Michael Keaton and Mark Ruffalo and Rachel McAdams. It's, uh, you know, it's talking about the, um, the team of journalists who broke the, uh, the story about the priests in Boston. Um it's an absolutely fantastic movie. Uh one of my absolute faves. I it's I have it on D V D. it's one of my eleven ones that I initially brought to school here. So I mean that I guess says something
0: about it, but about you have you seen it? Yeah, no, it's like I, I I love it. It's one of my favorite like movies about uh journalism, mm-hmm. like right up there with um uh, all the president's men. Mm-hmm. And um I'm just gonna like honestly just read off the, the summary so people yeah. get like yeah, for yeah. every one of the ones that we do tonight, okay. So people get a better idea. Um, so the film follows the Boston Globe Spotlight team, which is the oldest continuously operating newspaper investigative journalist unit in the United States, and its investigation into cases of widespread and systematic child sex abuse in the Boston area by uh, a bunch of Catholic priests. Um, so yeah, I mean, like a lot of people will remember this like happening in real life, mm-hmm. and I, I don't personally, no. but I think like, you know, this movie Literally put a spotlight yeah. on on like something that always gets buried because it's such a it's such a crazy problem, mm-hmm. and like this movie is so good and like so good at depicting at depicting the team that like worked on it. Mark Ruffalo. is yeah, he's so, so good. So good. I, th-
1: this um, I, I wanted to mention my. Well, Everyone's the, so good at it, but um, Mark Ruffalo is really good. I, I wanted to mention that's one of my favorite Oscar moments ever. Um, was this that year when uh, for best supporting actor he was nominated. And when when they announce it, they have you know they have all the faces on all the the all the other uh, people and stuff, mm-hmm. and the whoever's reading it goes Mark Ru- and Mark Ruffalo like clearly thinks that he's won, and then it was Mark Rylance for Bridge of Spies, oh, and no he, way. He, he 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 like turns around and like says something to somebody, and then like he's laughing because he like clearly thought that he had he had won because he deserved it, um, and. Uh, I just always think that's, like, so, so absolutely hilarious. Yeah, um, who
0: is this other guy? I don't even, He definitely deserved it. Cause I don't even... I didn't yeah, see Yeah, Mark Rylance. Yeah, he was... Who's Mark Rylance? Uh, he was in Bridge of Spies. He's in Dunkirk. okay.
1: He's pretty good. I mean, yeah, but it was nothing compared to, to Mark Ruffalo. Mark, Mark Ruffalo, like, absolutely killed it. Um, Michael Keaton and that, killed it. Uh, yeah, and they all did... Yeah, I mean, because I've, I've seen it a couple of different times, and it, every, every time I'm, I'm more and more impressed with uh, Rachel McAdams, he does a really good job too she also got nominated for for that um for the role as well but i i there's something about the movie that's just like always just hits me like so powerfully um and i kind of it's one of those where like i'll pick up a little more powerful part um to it like each time mm-hmm. and it's just like um just the way that like they kind of structure the story of where first it's maybe just a couple of things and then it gets bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger um, and the way that that builds I think is um, is always, like, really, really
0: interesting to me. Yeah, I agree. I mean, it's definitely one of the best, like, true crime dramas mm-hmm. out there right now, and that has definitely been made in the last 10 years. Wait, did it win in 2016? Uh, 2016? Yeah, the movie right. came out in 2015, and it won the Oscars right. in 2016. Okay. Yeah, um, well, we were talking about this before that we started. Um, I still think that The Revenant probably, mm. you know... I don't know. I love The Revenant so much. I think that if I had to pick, like... One, if I'm on a desert island, Revenant or Spotlight, I'm I'm picking Revenant. It's just like aesthetically in my like my taste, it's so much more my cup of tea. I mean, it was
1: a I, I th- that's that year was really actually really really it good. Was really good. It was one of my favorites. It also had um it had Mad Max, it had The Martian, which I really like. It's not like it's yeah, a, it's I really cool. uh, it has Room. I don't know if you've seen I that seen one. Room yet. It's I think v- that's it's on Netflix. On Netflix, Netflix. Right now. Yes. There you go. Um, I watched it recently again. Um, that's really fantastic. Uh, Brie Larson stars in that uh she, she incredible performance she won for that as well but yeah uh, The Revenant is very good but there's something that really gets me every time about Spotlight which is why
0: that's the first one I really wanted to talk about um yeah Spotlight high on my list of recommendations mm-hmm. um should I should I go now yeah go ahead okay well I think I should maybe just go with another crime movie it seems like all of my movies are kind of intense okay. but um maybe not as good for holiday recommendations as we may have initially thought? Well, I don't know. You know, maybe people are in the mood to, like, have, like, an intense night over Thanksgiving. Well, Mm -hmm. actually, I'm not going to go with crime. I'm going to go with the one that I've been thinking about the most, and that's my favorite, I think, right now on the list, Mm -hmm. which is, drumroll, Children of Men, Mm -hmm. directed by Alfonso uh, Cuaron, starring, like, Clive Owen, Julianne Moore, Michael Caine, and many others. It's It's a... a British-American dystopian thriller, and um, basically, I'm gonna read off the the summary again. Mm-hmm. Uh, the film takes place in uh, 2027, where two decades of human infertility have left society on the brink of collapse. Illegal immigrants seek sanctuary in the United Kingdom, where the last functioning government imposes oppressive immigration laws on refugees. Owen plays civil servant Theon Farron who must help a refugee escape the chaos. And a little spoiler: this the refugee is, is pregnant with the first baby and. In like 18 or 19 yeah. years um, so it's like this intense dystopian kind of thriller and it's just like has you on the edge of your seat the whole time and it's also super relevant I think yeah today with, especially like, the refugee crisis absolutely. the state of things like it's obviously dystopian but like every great dystopian work is a great reflection of what's going mm-hmm. on or what could happen and it's really frightening in that, yeah. in that way but um, so you watch it for the first yeah, time. Well, you, what, you, what you Because
1: you, you told me to watch it mm-hmm. for the podcast. So I watched it like two hours ago. Um, oh, nice. <laughs> it's fresh. Um, it's very good. Um, there's something about like the, the way that, yeah, like you were kind of saying, like it's, it really has you on the edge of your seat the whole time. And like, uh, there was a lot of times where, um, where I, it, it kind of went a different way than I maybe, uh, maybe thought it would. And, uh, there's a lot of, the one thing I like, and usually I don't kind of notice stuff like this, but there were, there were a lot of like really, really good, like one shots, um, throughout the whole thing. Yeah. Long takes. Yeah. yeah, Long takes that were just like super, super interesting with like stuff happening all over the place. And like, um, and that stuff was like super, super interesting to me. And I mean, all the performances were great and, uh, and all that kind of stuff. And, and like you were mentioning, it is, um, really, really relevant, um, and like the political climate and all that kind of stuff too.
0: Yeah, those long, those long takes are just like, you know, that's that's a master at work right there. Like mm-hmm. Alfonso Cron, I've mentioned it before because he directed um, a Prisoner of Azkaban. Right. Um, but he's one of my favorite directors working today for sure. Mm-hmm. And that movie is just like, I just think, I think it's a masterpiece. I think that, I think it got robbed for not winning Best Picture and, oh, and it's in it its here too but um, yeah those long takes are just so good there's so many like cultural references like he goes to the, um, that guy's house and he has like the statue of David um, hmm. he's got like Guernica by Picasso like the most famous painting about war ever and it's just like all so indicative of like the 1% and like the collapse of the earth kind of having all this wealth and culture and stuff and then everyone else in the world just like struggling to yeah. survive and that's exactly what's yeah happening. and there's it there's a line
1: in there that's like well you know what are you even going to do with all this stuff and he's just like i pretend not to or like it's all good. no one's going to see this in a 100 years and he's like i just pretend not
0: that it's not to gonna happen about, he's like i just don't think about it it's like oh my god it's insane mm-hmm. um but yeah it's so it's such a good movie and it is intense but i think like it's not so intense that it should be daunting to anybody. Mm-hmm. It's just a just a good movie.
1: Uh, I'm just looking
0: at the Oscars about that since you just mentioned it. Yeah, no. I mean, um, the best picture
1: nominees for that was uh, the The Departed. That's what won. Oh well, that's okay. And then you had okay. Babel, Letters from Iwo Jima, Little Miss Sunshine, and The Queen. <coughs> oh man, those are
0: all such yeah. good movies. Okay, well, and then, the, then that was part a part of definitely deserved it. And then that was and but.
1: that was back when you know there were only strictly five nominations, but still, <laughs> uh, I would say it was uh, definitely really really good movie i'm glad i saw it but it was definitely like super super intense um and you know it's actually it 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 goes by really fast it's not a really long movie it's like an hour and 45 minutes um but even at at super fast pace so like i mean i said i actually like popped popcorn and ate popcorn while i watched it and
0: like on the stove no i I have a microwave (laughs) come (laughs) on now um yeah i just pictured you like over (laughs) those like pan ones no no um but so yeah i mean i just
1: and i sat down and it, it went i mean it was just uh, yeah it actually absolutely kept me completely engaged through the through the whole thing which i think is great
0: yeah i mean just the way that like quran deals with like the passage of time is just really um really interesting and he does it It just the movie passes in like a series of like three or four days i mm-hmm. think and it's just the way it moves is it's pretty seamless yeah. so uh yeah that's that's honestly probably my top recommendation right now but i'll pass it back to you
1: okay um uh, okay, so one of my other favorites that's on Netflix, which I didn't uh, realize was on there until really recently, uh, is *Her*, um, directed by what's his name, Spike, Spike Jones. Jones. Yeah, and uh, starring Joaquin Phoenix. Um, and the voice of Scarlett Johansson. And the voice of Scarlett Johansson. Uh, do you want to read the? Um, do you want to read a? Uh, a synopsis. A synopsis, real quick.
0: Yeah, let me just pull it up really quick. Okay, so the film follows Theodore Twombly, a man who develops a relationship with Samantha, an intelligent computer operating system personified through a female voice. And the film also stars Amy Adams, Rooney Mara, and Olivia Wilde, who you mm-hmm. didn't mention, but who we didn't mention. But it's a super interesting film, again relevant yeah. to today. And like, what it doesn't mention in the in that synopsis is that like, it's the the computer operating system is a little earpiece that yeah. Joaquin Phoenix places in his ear, and then Scarlett Johansson speaks to him through that.
1: I um it was one of my, I think it was one of my if not like the earliest exposure I had to Joaquin Phoenix, um, and I I think he's very talented. I really yes. like him. Um, I because I, well, I saw him in uh, what's it called? in Gladiator, For that's like that was a while ago. I what think he won an Oscar
0: for that. Dang. best supporting actor. I think.
1: <laughs> okay, well there you go. I mean that's good too. But I I didn't like really. No, uh, him, I'm just throwing was, around like yeah, oh, i, I was just like oh, I, I, should, I shouldn't stuff. make
0: these claims, but I think he may, he may have. Oh, Anyways, okay. I'm sorry.
1: Um, but yeah, so he um, and uh, I think he is a really really charismatic lead, um, and and um, I mean obviously Scarlett Johansson like did really great work with the um, with the the voice. Not, like at, at the same time like she she has a really good um, like she sounds like kind of like a machine. Like she's Siri or like something like that, right? But then at the same time, she has the kind of tenderness to her, and like like you could actually, like it is a person, like you could fall in love with her. So um, I thought that was that was really good. That's like one the one thing people always point to when they're like, if you were gonna make a new Oscar category to do like voice acting, because they always are like Scarlett
0: Johansson wasn't really able to get recognized for for her work in that. So um, that's super interesting. I have never thought about that, but I think that's a that's a good idea. Mm-hmm. I've always like I've always think that. Because you know, like some of the music stuff, awards
1: shows and stuff, they have like tons and tons of really niche specific uh, awards, and I don't know. There's so much stuff that like people don't still get, don't get recognized for in the Academy that like, and well, because this is a little bit of a tangent, but you, you know, good. they had that, that recent thing where they were gonna do the m- best popular movie or whatever. Did you see that? No. Who, so who, who, they were gonna talked about that. They were gonna make a new category in the Oscars called best popular film basically because viewership was way down and um, they wanted to get movies that people... Because the movies that people see and talk about aren't necessarily the same ones that are in the Oscars, like that make a ton of money and the big blockbusters. So it's just a way to like also recognize that so more people would watch, So the, it's
0: not so like, inclusive to the Academy. Yeah. yeah I mean, that's a good idea, I but guess. It has, it has its but drawbacks. yeah,
1: it's, it's really idea. stupid, is yeah, what um, it is. It is. Yeah, yeah, right, um, yeah. And
0: but More bluntly, yeah. um,
1: And so, some people have talked about that, oh, well, why don't we include some additional categories, like stunt choreography, or choreography in general, maybe, so you can include dance and stuff like that in there, too. Um, And other stuff like that, stuff that these big blockbusters and stuff do really, really well, but don't currently have a way to really be recognized in the same way, and that way you could kind of, I don't know, two birds and one stunts with that. Um, but then there's the whole thing because then they also were saying that they weren't going to air st- and then the, you know air all of it on TV at the same time because it, our thing's already four hours long. So I don't really know how you'd fix that. Yeah, um, I don't know.
0: Maybe the Oscars have maybe the Academy has some some um, some bumps in the road that they need to work yeah. out.
1: Yeah, but that's not what we're talking about. We're talking about her. Oh, yeah. Um. And yeah, it, I mean, I don't know how much more I can really um, add to it, but it's it's definitely like I mean, it's really. Well, you were well, talking about the other uh, the other actors and stuff in that, but it re- to me it it really is mostly just Joaquin Phoenix and Scarlett Johansson. Like they they have that connection even though like they're not right there, and their connection between the two of them like really 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 works. Well, I think
0: it's a brilliant movie because well for a lot of reasons. I think that the like you said Joaquin Phoenix is, has a like amazing performance. Scarlett Johansson has a arguably more amazing mm-hmm. pos- or not, not not amazing that's the wrong word but compelling because it's just her voice and she does such a good job of. Of like making like the audience and Joaquin like fall for her, and it's a very like you know that she's artificial intelligence, but mm-hmm. she has like she convinces you that she like has feelings. Mm-hmm. And actually, can you tell me what happens in the end? Is is that all right? Because well, I haven't seen it in a while.
1: Yeah, I was actually just gonna mention the ending. So this is a spoiler. If you haven't seen it, do not listen to the spoiler. Skip ahead like a minute because I it's I think it's important enough okay, to yeah. not to not hear. But basically, in the end, uh, she reveals that she's basically been having this same connection with thousands and thousands of people all over the world. Oh, right. And, and that's pretty much basically the note that the movie ends on, is that there was really never anything special. and About she was, theirs. And she was just, um, you know, she was just there for that. So I think, um, you know, it was just, he thought it was something special, but it really wasn't. And there's, there's something to me really kind of... Um, a way that we can kind of apply something like that to our own minds like you know there's pe- thousands and thousands of people going through the same kind of romance and, and stuff that we are and
0: absolutely i think i mean i think that another reason why that movie is brilliant is because it's like a the kind of epitome of like a tw- what you would call maybe a 21st century love story <laughs> like just in terms of like people really do fall in love on in, in that in that way like mm-hmm. even more so these days than they ever possibly yeah, could I mean, have pe- with with the sort of technology that we yeah. have. I mean, even just like online dating. Like, yeah. I'll admit, I've met people on <laughs> online dating, and it's it's fine. Like, yeah, it's, it's like but the it's, same. I would thing. never like fall in love with a boy. Right. So like the ear, people
1: aren't really falling in love with their operating systems and stuff. But but, but, but I mean, that's but not people true. Are, people
0: do like people really? do. I mean, yeah.
1: I mean, there's definitely like a I'm definite, sure there's some minority, but, but like yeah,
0: people. But definitely like the did. same thing
1: is like you know the it's almost I I mean the way I always have to song is like it's kind of looking at. You know, social—the way that like social, social media. media and like you would like Tinder or whatever, and doing all that kind of stuff—and the superficialness of some of these kind of relationships that sometimes we have, even when it seems like it's really, um, really, really special. Well, if
0: anything, it's just a commentary on how we, our relationships with our technology, mm-hmm. our phones, our social media, and also another reason. Um, probably the final thing I'll say, and just in terms of why this movie is great to me, is like just the color palette and like mm-hmm. just the the look of it is so oh, beautiful like the, yeah just, lots of
1: reds and stuff which yeah is, it's so it's such a beautifully shot yeah.
0: yeah beautifully shot movie and like like beautifully melancholy honestly that could have been on our like fall movie list yeah um, but uh, yeah it's just a, it's just a great movie and it's probably like it's definitely sad but it's probably the sweetest on um, mm-hmm. that that's on our list yeah I mean there's I mean. there's there's it's kind of sad but
1: it, it's good to it yeah. There's it's good to it. It's kind well. of
0: like it's sweet, and you're like, oh, but then you're also like, oh, like yeah. weird. Like, kind of like it's kind like of like La La Land, like, Land, one of my favorite movies that I like to bring up. At yeah, but all that's times. This, is, this has more. Yeah, but like this has more of just the element of just like, Ew, like gross. Oh, okay. <laughs> I like, just was thinking about more like that the sadness in where they in the end. where they have sex. You know? Oh, yes, like that a, is
1: that is a that is a lot. It's weird. Like, yeah. I mean,
0: it's definitely like cool. Like it's, a, it's I'm glad that like Spike decided to like do that. Like it's such yeah. a good, like it's such an important element. But like it's so like uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. but relatable. You Do know? you want to go ahead and, and uh,
1: go into your next your next one?
0: Yeah, for sure. So um, I think I'm going to talk about No Country for Old Men by the Coen Brothers. Mm. I feel like it's always on Netflix, and I think that it should always be on Netflix <laughs> because it's one of the best movies I've ever seen. The Coen Brothers are, are geniuses, and uh, I think it's one of the best movies on Netflix right now. Also super intense, mm-hmm. very heavy. It's adapted from a um, a Cormac McCarthy um, story, and Cormac McCarthy is uh, notorious for his mm-hmm. dark writing. He also wrote The Road. I don't know if you're familiar oh. with that, but one of the like darkest books mm-hmm. and films ever. But No Country for Old Men is essentially a modern-day western that mm-hmm. tells the story of uh, Llewellyn Moss and Anton Chigurh. Anton Chigurh is this ruthless killer that's after this money that uh, Llewellyn Moss, played by Josh Brolin, and uh, that he's found in the desert. And then Anton Chigurh is played by Javier Bardem. And then they're also kind of like foil character is um, the Sheriff Bell, who's played by uh, Tommy Lee Jones. It's basically like a modern Western that follows these three characters in like a game of cat and mouse as they run through Texas. And um, I think Javier, I can confirm that Javier Bardem did win an Mm -hmm. Oscar for this movie uh, as the first ever um, Oscar from, or actor from Spain, rather, to win an, an Oscar. Um, didn't
1: it get picture? I'm pretty sure it I, got, think it, it I think it may have gotten best picture,
0: picture too. So. Oh, it was uh, yeah because uh, it was there was a lot of contention between it and um, uh, There Will Be Blood, which oh. is like yeah. actually might be my favorite movie yeah. ever. and they were actually both filming in the same area of Texas. Wow! And like one of the like funny stories about those two movies is that like while the Coen brothers were shooting some scene out in the desert, um, they had to stop filming for like a whole day because the uh, The set for There Will Be Blood set off like a huge explosion and it like totally ruined the (laughs) shot. So uh, that's interesting. I didn't know that. That's very interesting. But both, I mean, uh, Paul Thomas Anderson and the Coen brothers are some of the best working today. But um, yeah, this movie is just like, it's really just a masterpiece in terms of performances, uh, camera work, just the way that like the Coen brothers like work with the landscape of uh, like the Texas desert and just like suspense, Mm -hmm. great dialogue. And also lack of dialogue. Like Josh Brolin's character, like hardly yeah. talks, but his like just acting is so his performance of like fear is so good. Um, and it's really just kind of like this epic western. And yeah, really, like, you can't go wrong with that. This
1: is um, this is one I actually have seen first of all. Okay, good. Um, <laughs> but it's, I haven't seen it quite recently. But one thing I always think about it is that it has some a kind of uh, beautiful simplicity to it. Yeah. Um, like you mentioned in the in the dialogue and even in the the concept of the story, like it's not this crazy convoluted plot. It's just, you know, a simple kind of cat and mouse thing. But even like the way that they, uh, kind of some of the story beats are told where you'll see, you know, something happened before and something happened after and it's very clear kind of what's happened in between. And they don't have to show you all that stuff and it, you can really kind of figure it out. They kind of respect your, the audience a little bit and like that we can kind of put some pieces together and stuff. Absolutely. And, and plus it like really, there's a lot of, Expectations being kind of subverted there in that movie but in, the, in
0: like a good way yeah that's a good that's a good way to put it I mean but it just shows that like simplicity is like the best way No, to absolutely. go also Woody Harrelson's in that yeah. great performance forgot about him for a second I love Woody Harrelson me too man um, and also fun fact about this movie mm-hmm. if you remember um, at the at the very end when uh, Anton Chigurh uh, like he's injured and he's like right like, the, like one of the last things he does he like crashes that car or whatever I think and then those two boys are right there. and He's got like a broken mm-hmm. arm. Do you remember this? And he, yes. he's like gives one of the kids like, he's like, I'll give, like, I'll give you $200 for your shirt right now. Yeah. And the kid takes his shirt off and he like wraps his mm-hmm. leg in it or his arm. Either one. I can't yeah. remember. That kid who took his shirt off and mm-hmm. gave it to him is my cousin's husband. Wow. <laughs> yeah. And he like was like a child actor. <laughs> You're for famous. Like, I'm not famous. <laughs> but um, yeah, he was, that was him. That's that, cool. So shouts out fam um what's also like you said i'm just gonna say this i wasn't planning on saying this but just because you said you're famous so like you like lauren might know this but um i'm like childhood friends with lily, lily reinhardt do okay. you know her you're know seen like riverdale okay. yeah she's like I'm yes. riverdale my mom just sent me something today that like lily was just like in an interview or something recently and like like a netflix interview and they asked her like about a time that like she got in trouble and she's like with her co-star from Riverdale and they asked her like them about times I got in trouble or something I got yelled at by their parents for like something or like busted for whatever and she like told the story of um when she got caught stealing my <laughs> Yu-Gi-Oh cards in like, <laughs> in like fourth grade and she was like yeah like I took my friend Seth's Yu-Gi-Oh cards and like totally got busted and my mom like sent me this like screenshot of the interview today and i was just laughing because like i totally forgot about that story but she she did totally steal my (laughs) card. she returned them and like i felt bad because she she cried because she got caught like i would have just given them to her probably but like it's okay lily i forgive you that's so funny but yeah you know that's just uh, something that happened to me today that i that i thought i would share that's
1: very interesting
0: um but yeah so that's I'm famous, I guess. Yeah, you're, right. you're famous. <laughs> um, but yeah, No Country for Old Men. Absolutely. One of the best movies on Netflix right now. Again, like every all my picks are like really intense, but like it's okay. Just watch these movies because <laughs> they're so good. Well, I think that I think that's it for No Country for Old Men. Yeah, what, what do you have, got next?
1: Okay. Uh, I've got one last pick that I wanna read the synopsis for. Okay. Because yeah, I, I know you haven't seen it. I wanna cut part of the synopsis because I, I think that this is something that you should There's a reveal in it. Withhold information. Yeah, there's a reveal in it that I don't think you should know. Okay. um, before. so um, this uh, this, did I say the name? It's it's Moon, uh, directed by Duncan Jones, uh, and starring Sam Rockwell. So here we go. It's uh, astronaut Sam Bell, uh, Sam Rockwell. Uh, His three-year shift at the uh, lunar mine is finally coming to an end, and he's looking forward to his reunion uh, with his wife and young daughter. Suddenly, Sam's health takes a drastic turn for the worse. He suffers painful headaches and hallucinations, and almost has a fatal accident. And I'm going to kind of cut the next bit there. Um, And then basically there is a mystery that is unfolding. um, And uh, with time running out, Sam must solve the mystery before the company crew arrives. So um, it's a little tough. (laughs) It's it's a little bit tough to kind of talk about um, without kind of spoiling it. Uh, It also has, it's mainly just Sam Rockwell. Because again, he's alone um, on the moon. But it also stars uh, Kevin Spacey. He does the voice of, of uh, the robot Gertie, I think is the name of it. That, I think that's the name of the robot. But it doesn't matter. But uh, he just does the, the voice, and you can imagine Kevin, Kevin Spacey. you said? Yeah. Okay. And he, he can't kind of do a, a good disembodied voice like we were talking about with, uh, with Scarlett Johansson. I bet
0: he sounds like Hal from, from Yeah, yeah. Okay, it's also, very let's, let's break <laughs> to say we both do the same hand movement. <laughs> right let's break to say R.I.P. Yeah. to... Um, what was his name? Again? Oh, my God. I feel so bad about it. But the man who did the voice of Hal in 2001, mm-hmm. A Space Odyssey by Stanley Kubrick, uh, he's, has died. And what an iconic robot voice. And I just feel mm-hmm. like it's only... It's only it, we'd city. be remiss if we didn't say something about it because we talked about her, which has an iconic robot voice. We just talked about Kevin Spacey with the robot yeah. voice. So Hal. It's du- uh, Douglas Rain. Douglas Sorry, Rain. R.I.P. Yeah. What a legendary oh, character. I, that's...
1: That's definitely, like, uh, that's, I mean, that's such an iconic moment that I, I like to,
0: to quote. I can feel it. I can feel it. You're uh-huh. hurting me. <laughs> I'm afraid I can't do that, Dave. Oh, yeah, that's a good one. That's so <laughs> creepy man. It's such a good performance. I mean, he should have won the Oscar for best, <laughs> for best voiceover. That should have um, been a thing back then. Yeah, um, but
1: anyway, with, with Moon, um, it's just, it's, um, it's really like, I mean, it's, it's short. It's, a, it's an hour and 37 minutes, so you can really kind of knock an eye. I watched it in the car, um, maybe on the way here
0: one time. But, not important. But, um... Whoa, I haven't watched a movie in the car in some it was Because it was on
1: Netflix, and I downloaded it on my phone. Oh, okay. So I could watch oh, it. on the
0: phone? That's no way to watch a movie. Yeah, I
1: know. It was really dark. T- it's, it's, a very, it's, like, since it's on the moon, it's really dark for most of it, and it was kind of tough to watch in the car. So I should really watch it in not the car. Um, Wait, that's the
0: only time you've ever watched yeah. it, is on the phone? Yeah, and I really like it that oh, much. Well, there, there you go. That's kind of, like, um,
1: shows. So, but, yeah, um... So Sam Rockwell, like, really kind of carries that, that movie by himself, um... For the most part, um, and he, he the way that it, the kind of mystery un- unfolds, um, I think is really super interesting. And again, it's it's tough to kind of not spoil. Um, but the, there's kind of some things he does with his performance that are, that are really really good and, and challenging. That like a lot of other actors don't really have to do in their roles.
0: Um, so I think, think that really Sam Rockwell, even though he won the uh, Oscar for Best Supporting Actor last mm-hmm. year, I think he's still criminally underrated. Yeah, um, and I I so. Um yeah I do have to just watch this like as soon as possible because Sam the old co-host of this podcast mm-hmm. has been telling me to watch Moon for like 2 years it's now. It's so good. So he's still like yelling at me right now from mm-hmm. Brooklyn telling me to watch <laughs> Moon. So yeah, I'll I'll just watch it. Um yeah, like I said Sam was so good that I have no reason to have not seen it and Sam goes for all you out there. So mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, Moon uh, is a is a huge recommendation. We can't really do too much talking about it, but it is
1: uh, super super good for sure it's
0: hush hush yeah okay well that's 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 top on my list okay I'll watch that one next um, well I guess I, I have uh, one more okay it's probably maybe the most oh, it's hard to say if it's the most intense one but it's pretty intense also but that is Cape Fear um, directed by Martin Scorsese starring the illustrious Robert De Niro the illustrious Nick Nolte the illustrious Jessica Lange Joe Don Baker, Robert Mitchum, and Gregory Peck in his final huh. role, which is like, that's pretty big. And also like Juliette Lewis, I think it may have been her first role, and she's an icon as well. Um, so basically, um, this is Cape Fear is a remake. Um, it was made in 1991, but I'm also gonna read the um, synopsis here. So basically, the film tells the story of a convicted rapist who, using mostly his newfound knowledge of the law and its numerous loopholes, seeks vengeance against a former public defender who he blames for his 14-year imprisonment due to purposely faulty defense tactics used during his trial. So basically, Robert De Niro is this like horrible convict named Max Cady, and he just has been in prison for like the, the brutal rape of this, this young girl, I think, and he gets out and just blames nick nolte this lawyer and just starts going after him and his family in like a slow very deliberate uh attack on the family and it's just really creepy robert one of robert de niro's like creepiest roles for sure mm. he gets jacked in it and like gets all these <laughs> like ominous creepy uh jail tats and like he actually got them in like vegetable oh, oil cool. ink and so like they faded away after a couple months but like he's these always like terrifying tattoos and he's like Jacked and like he actually had his um, De Niro's famous for being a method actor, and he had his teeth ground down what? to make, make him seem like creepier. And he's just this, and he speaks in this southern accent that's just like so awful. And it's really just like, it's really just a suspenseful movie. Um, that's just really good. And it's it's Corsese, and he's one of my favorites. Robert mm-hmm. De Niro is one of the best that's ever done it. Mm-hmm. I think it's just like a classic remake of a classic, and um, yeah, it's good. I think everybody's just gonna be so like, like on edge after you watch all these movies, <laughs> yeah. but but still great movie. And I know you you haven't seen it, but no. Have you seen a lot of Robert De Niro movies? Or um, Scorsese? I feel like well, I've mentioned it before and you have never. Yeah,
1: so I've seen a few Scorsese movies. I pulled them pulled them up because I don't know if like he is kind of like my style as much. I like oh, yeah, he's, you they're mentioned great. That last time. they're very good. But like okay, I really like Taxi Driver.
0: Yeah, obviously.
1: It's really good. Um one of the best ever. Uh The Wolf of Wall Street's pretty good. Yep. Um, and then I've seen Goodfellas and The Departed, and yep. to me they're they're very similar, um, and I I think they're really good and interesting, but they're like just kind of not really for me.
0: Yeah, I mean he doesn't make, he makes a lot of gangster. Yeah, movies. and I, I don't think the like...
1: gangster movies are really are really kind of my speed. Yeah, I get, um, I get you. But I mean I do I do reference Goodfellas a lot with the yeah, with the, the funny how, kind of thing.
0: Yeah. How am I funny? <laughs> <laughs> what do
1: you mean I'm funny? Huh? <laughs> funny how? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so I mean, they're they're definitely. I mean, he's he's definitely really good. Um, and and you describing that um, seems like something that's that kind of suspense to it. Um, it's something that sounds really really interesting. to
0: me. Yeah, I mean, I think if 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 nothing else for De Niro's performance because it's like not one of Scorsese's best, but it's not a gangster film. Mm-hmm. Um, it's kind of just like a like a revenge thriller, and mm-hmm. it's just uh, you know just a star studded starts out a cast so yeah it's just um i think it's worth checking out i was kind of just going through like um the ones on netflix that were recommended for me and like the classics and stuff but like honestly like i said at the beginning netflix is doing pretty well right now also i think i should just add this in i started watching a um uh ken burns vietnam documentary today on Mm -hmm. netflix um and it's so good i just love ken burns and I, i love um documentaries and I haven't been watching as much as you as I normally do, mm-hmm. but I started that today and it's like a ten part series oh and I'm God. definitely gonna finish it yeah I'm on like the second episode and it's hard already to watch but mm-hmm. if you want to like get into that, I recommend it okay well that's kind of like all I have, but like mm-hmm. you know go out there and see for yourself there's
1: there's a lot of good stuff on Netflix. I was just commenting before that like there's a bunch of stuff my i mean my my list is complete is super full of like stuff that I've heard like a lot of people say really great stuff about um, I have my, my thing up here just to mention a few things. So those are all things I haven't seen yet somehow. it uh, was includes Schindler's List. Uh, I haven't seen it either. I got a lot it. But that's on there. Scarface. Great movie. Uh, Green Mile. Great movie. Um and, and a bunch
0: you know, a bunch of other stuff. So Close Encounters of the Third Kind. I haven't seen. Uh, Lincoln. So, Haven't seen it, but Daniel Day Lewis is like yeah. one of my favorites. I've just been like trying to get around to that because everybody tells me, like even Lauren has told me that it's really good, but it's just really slow. Mm-hmm. And like that's you got to get into a mindset, I think, to yeah. watch that. But like, yeah. hey man.
1: So there's there's a ton of stuff um, that's I, I can still still see, but it just seems like that you know I feel like re- Netflix kind of has a reputation for you know having some not really the best stuff, but I really think that, like there is a lot of actually really kind of good and classic stuff out there. So.
0: Yeah, I recently got like my HBO back up and running again mm-hmm. with a friend's account information. So I've been watching a lot of HBO too, which is nice. But just for Netflix, uh, just that alone, they're doing, they're doing well right now. Oh, actually, I wanted to just mention this really too before we finish off because like um, my friend recommended it to me and I just watched it. And it's like not a classic or anything, but it's just like a nice little watch. Um, Outlaw King. Have you, oh, have you seen it? No, it's that? on the
1: list too. I just didn't think I was gonna mention it because it was on there.
0: Yeah, well, we'll okay, well, they will extend it a little bit because I think you should definitely watch Outlaw okay. King. Like, it's just like a pretty fast watch. I watched it with um, mm-hmm. like my whole family this past weekend. Mm. Um, yeah, it was it was really what was that noise? Well, because I just know the thing about Chris Pine. I just know that with uh that
1: that you that there's full frontal nudity with Chris Pine Oh yeah like and, barely and you I barely just know that, that that was like the GP. big the, the the big news from the film festival so I just imagined watching my family We're a very cultural watching family. that with my watching that with my family I did hear about King. I was reading an article that the version that they showed at all the film festivals and stuff Kind of like people didn't really like, and they cut like 30 minutes from it. That's interesting. To the Netflix release. I can see that. So, um, there's an also it's
0: definitely been apparently been cut down. What's a little weird about it that I have to say is that do you watch Game of Thrones? I'm mm-hmm. like, Oh, you do? Okay. Yeah. There's a lot of Game of Thrones actors in it, and oh, it's really? like kind of filmed similarly to oh, Game really. of Thrones. So you, you sometimes are like, yeah, this is this just, it's it's just Game of Thrones right, you know. right now? But like, that's okay. I love Game of Thrones. Yeah. But yeah, it's just weird because like, um, like what's the one Baratheon dude? He's like the king of England, mm-hmm. not Robert Baratheon, like the big fat one, but the other the other guy. Oh, yeah. Can't remember his name. But Stannis. Stannis Baratheon. He's the king of it. he's the king of England. Um, there's just a bunch of of mm-hmm. uh, Game of Thrones actors in it, but yeah, Chris Pine does a really good job. Aaron um, Taylor
1: it, Johnson's in it apparently. Yep, yeah, he's which I he's didn't good. Know he's um, really good in Nocturnal Animals it's a good movie I, I haven't seen recently. that I've been wanting it's to watch really that good. Tom
0: Ford, right mm-hmm. he's also really good in um, Nowhere Boy he plays like a young John Lennon okay not a great movie but pretty good performance but yeah I would definitely recommend Outlaw King I, okay. I kind of forgot about that until now but like and also just a good example of like Netflix is making pretty good movies yeah just like new ne- the st- Netflix studio yeah their um, original stuff yeah I mean like, I feel like they've been doing well with series for a long time but the movies are pretty good too yeah. um they're like i think they're gonna start making really good ones but this one seemed like a pretty high budget mm-hmm. like really oh. well shot like they actually had like a really long take as well like i think it was like yeah maybe like 10 minutes or something that i was like at the end of it i was like holy shit that was one long take it probably wasn't 10 minutes but it was it was long and it was Cool movie. Cool little well, watch.
1: A good thing, maybe to wrap up on, okay. I know we've said that like three times. Yeah, well, but, let's do it. Um, Third time. Is sure. that um, uh, just what you were talking about Netflix releases that are going to do really well? And I was just thinking about how um, they've never, uh, there's, you know, they haven't broken that Oscar barrier yet. They Forever. haven't really done that. I mean, they had um, with Mudbound last year, they had like one, but they didn't get for, for picture. But this year, um, Alfonso Cuarón, like we were talking, we were talking about before, he's got Roma. I know we keep up. mentioning this. I haven't um, seen. I haven't even watched the preview yet. Um, but it's coming out to Netflix on December fourteenth. Oh, I'm excited. Uh, it's, it, I mean, it's obviously going to have some sort of l- limited release before, um, but then, but yeah, then it comes out on, on December fourteenth. Um, lots of kind of best picture kind of talk about it, even I though know. It's, it's a foreign language film and it's black and white and it's just kind of one of
0: those kind of things. So. Um. Wait. You said Alfonso Cuarón, right? mm -hmm. I just black. I just blacked out for a second. But yeah, no. I mean, yeah. Um, So so
1: it's just like uh, you were talking about there. These kind of, I mean, I don't know how much of this would be considered a Netflix original, quote unquote, but um, it is kind of essentially premiering on Netflix, and that's the studios behind it. So it seems like they're really kind of pushing forward for more stuff.
0: Well, I'm all about it, Ben. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, I think that wraps up the Netflix episode. We're gonna go on Thanksgiving break, and then we're gonna watch some movies. I'm gonna go try to see Beautiful Boy, yeah, and like whatever else I need to see in the theaters right now. I feel like there's a lot. Mm-hmm. I'm going. I'm going to the theater tomorrow, to begrudgingly
1: see Fantastic Beasts. Mm. Um, I heard it got bad reviews. I, I'm sure it does. But if I don't, okay, look, the thing is, if I don't go this weekend, I'm not gonna see it at all. And I know I want to see it. But if I if I convince myself not to go this weekend, then I'll just be like, ah, whatever. Until I, then, I just won't see it. Okay. So I gotta go, and I'm gonna go see Wildlife with my I, my boy Jake Gyllenhaal. My boy, I love him. Um, cool. So I'm very excited for movies. All
0: right. Well, I gotta go see my boy Timmy Shil- Timmy Chalamet mm-hmm. in in Beautiful Boy. Yeah. And um, I also want to see Mid 90s, even though I've heard some like bad stuff about it from some friends. But you know, what are you gonna do? You gonna do? Go see it to find out. Okay. Well, uh, that's that, and then uh, we'll see you next time, everybody. Goodbye.